Blog Talk Radio.
or uh, taking up. You know, by the way, I don't know if you all, when you did parent-teachers conferences, you know how when you when you went in person, you know, you were free with your time, right? You, you got as much time as you needed. Um, you know, the other parent waited out, you know, outside of the room and in the chair. You know how many minutes I got? How many? Ten. And, and um, parent-teachers conference. Can you hear me? And um, Hello? is it number four, three, two? Yes, it's up the highest. Okay. Uh, You know, the little gray button. No, no, I'm saying it was the highest. Oh, yeah. Mm. All green. Yeah, so I got 10 minutes. And rest assured, when when the ten minutes came up, um, they were like, "Well, I have to go um, to the next parent. You know, let's just, you know, make sure, you know, the kid stays on point." And so I don't know. I, it was it was really really odd, you know, this year uh, with that whole concept. But I apologize. I apologize to to, to all of my key teachers because, um, you know, I I contributed. Right, I contributed to to the issues that they they talk about. So, you know, hopefully we could spend the summer, um, spend the summer kind of regrouping and getting everybody, you know, back on point. Because uh, you, they will be going back in person. Yes, they will. Oh yes, they will be attending school in the building. Hmm. Yes. They will. That's that's all I got to say. That's all I have to say. Yes. And I went on ahead and got that the Pfizer vaccine. I survived. <laughs> so any side effects? Huh? Did you, did you feel any side effects? Uh, the first one was the first one, not really. Right? It was just I knew where they you know put the shot. The second one, my arm got a little bit more uh tender okay and you know me i that fear kicked in and i missed my appointment but i knew i had to you know reschedule it um because everybody that i was speaking with um they um they were telling me about their side effects and and you know i can't really afford to be down like as in um you know i can't move get up you know see clients or anything like that. So that, that anxiety really, really kicked in. And I was just like, okay, Lord, you know, we're going to go ahead and do this. Uh, but it turned out pretty good. Well, good. I'm still here. I'm still here. So, so who's up next? You, Dr. King. Huh? <laughs> oh, could you wait? I mean, okay. <laughs> y'all are funny. Okay. Y'all we, we, you want to take a break? Hmm. Why are we? Ooh, the, who is we? <laughs> Wait a minute! I, I'm never behind there, so I know I didn't do anything. Hey you, for oh, you. <laughs> but Tonya, how you been doing? I'm okay. Uh, I got to see. Find out. <laughs> Um, the um, the fountain was on for like thirty minutes. I literally made a U turn in the middle of the street to watch it <laughs> and to and to go by it. 
So Buckingham Fountain came on, and they politely turned it off today. I guess they were just testing the waters. Okay. And um, so, you know, that, that, that same good old stream to the left mm-hmm. was hitting everybody and made his puddle and everything. And <laughs> and um, that was a good thing. And, yeah. and, and, like, everybody started to come and flock and look. And all of a sudden, it's, uh, it's, the, turn, it's turning it back on on Saturday. Okay. Well, oh, well, okay. well okay. I got to see, I got okay. to see the preview today. Yeah. Yay. And so like, that was what, what was up and okay. everything. People started taking pictures out there real quick. Exciting. It just, yeah. It was, so it was I cool. I can't wait to, you know, I think it, it'll be an adjustment for everybody to really, um, I hope that people uh, pace themselves, right. And not, everybody get all out right and, and not be more conscious. I want us to enjoy, um, you know, integrating back, right, mm-hmm. into enjoyment, but not where... You know what it felt like? Yeah. It felt like... Now I understand. It's like, you know, you always make fun of it, the weird... When they when they shared when they shared you know shared their stuff and and finally got yeah. out of old girls yeah. um thing, I was like, so this is what it's all about. <laughs> like you, you know, like it was it was zero mask out there. Of course, I had mine on, but you know, people like they was you know, and like people just sat back and sat on the bench real quick, or they like almost they came close to it, and, um, standing there just to look because it was. It's been so long. Right. Like, this is what we're known for. Yeah. I, I think that I was um, I was at the bank the other day, and, and an older lady came in without a mask. You know, some places still have that requirement. And she became really agitated when they asked her to put on a mask. And she was like, we don't have to wear them anymore if we, we have the vaccine. And they were like, well, you know, the business still says you have to do it. And she got so upset. But this was after she felt as though they should have assumed that she had the vaccine, mm. right, when she came in the door. And so she ended up saying, um, next time, you know, ask me, right, have I had the vaccine before you, you know, put me? but she, she, they didn't let her in. Right, because they stuff. You can ask college, all the people who haven't done it, and they're gonna yeah. lie to you. So yeah. it's, it's she looked at her purse, but I guess then they asked her card. card, and she she because then I saw her like really looking through her purse, and I felt found that quite interesting. Like you know, that's a concept, right? Like okay, I can ask anybody, have you done X Y Z? But to assure me, right, of your integrity, mm-hmm. quote unquote, where's the proof? But she came in as though. Right, if I don't have on a mask, you should automatically. She know she came in on a wish factor. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish somebody yeah. would ask yeah. me. And and and. Yeah. So I felt like, wow, that she started her day off with violence. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So I just it's it's I think it's things like that where my hope is that we become more considerate of, you know, the patience that's going to be needed to to just really be comfortable in, in asking those type of questions, right? Because I wouldn't have thought, hey, is the, the reason why you're not ma- wearing a mask is because you, you've already had the vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to you either saying it. I don't even know how the conversation would start. We went right? very quickly from, I mean, you know, we went from one mask, oh, I think you should wear two, and then we got this vaccine, and then, like, you know, as long as you, you know, yeah. it's been so many trickle down, like, you know, yeah. as long as 
the family, like, you know, up to six. And then, like, now, now the stores are, you know, freeing themselves and everything. So, like, excuse us as we adjust. Yes. That's all I want. Yeah. Patience. Yeah. Patience, indeed. Um, all right. So, welcome. You're tuning in live to the Healthy Soul Talk show with your girl, your favorite therapist, Dr. Kimberly Thomas. We are going to dive right in here. Um, so, let's let's kick it off. You know, we always start off with the uh, spiritual connect point. And so um, this this particular one is, is quite interesting. Um, and this one just came to me right away. I don't know why. You know, maybe because I'm really interested in hearing, you know, the explanation uh, behind it. But the question is, what does it mean to be unequally yoked? Right? Yeah. What does it mean to be unequally yoked? And of course... You know, I have my little background, but I think mine is going to be brief. Okay. Uh, for a while, uh, and I am so not ashamed <laughs> to admit this here, I heard this term a lot, uh, and I thought it meant that you couldn't date initially more of outside of your denomination. Mm. Um, that's, not that's religion. Been said. That's been said. Mm-hmm. but denomination. And so um, then as I got, you know, a little bit older, understanding life, I thought it meant that um, you couldn't date anyone who didn't go to church. Mm. All right. So, so initially I was looking for, okay, that one factor, right? Do you go to church? Period. Right. And so then life hit, obviously, <laughs> and more meaning came from that. But it took a long time for me to understand the concept of what it means to be unequally yoked because it's not easy. Hey, Felicia, how are you? Thank you for joining us. It's not easy um, determining what that concept means. And for me, it was so hard because I dated people in the church. Mm-hmm of the same denomination mm-hmm. who didn't who did not live according to the word mm-hmm. and let me rephrase that who believed in certain parts of the bible mm. meaning you know some things didn't apply to them <laughs> and you know as you as you learn you say well you know you read inscription it means you know those who don't believe unbelievers right and i'm like how how do you really ensure that you're with someone who believes. I, you know, like you can tell me you believe, mm-hmm. right? But but there's action, right? That come with that. That there's a lifestyle, and so um, I don't know. I struggled with that for a long time, and now I'm in a place where, of course, doing this kind of work um, in the church, people are so so um, let down um, with that concept, and, and they don't date certain people. Right. Or, or it's like, um, you know, if you say be disciples for Christ. Right. Do you not talk to people? Do you not associate with people, quote unquote, who don't um, believe? Right. Mm-hmm. In Jesus Christ. Um, do you ostracize them? Do you make fun? Are you better than them? I just think it really wasn't put plain to us what it means to live among. Right. And what, what does that truly mean to say, you know, do not be unequally yoked. Mm. And people have really been hurt mm-hmm. and and couldn't understand where when we dated, mm-hmm. you were not in the church, but now you are. 
mm-hmm. right? And now you're with somebody else thriving, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about that? I just, for me, it was just a long time. Like, what does that mean? And is God angry or, or upset, right, when we do date people that are, quote, unquote, not a part of the Christian body? Um, when it comes to the um, being unequally yoked, so that's, you, have, you have to go back to a couple of things. A lot of times it, it, it was passed off, unfortunately, as being part of tradition, right? It was, yeah. it was, it was put yeah. off in that format that uh, if they're not, if you, if you Kojic, they need to be Kojic. If you apostolic, they need to be apostolic. If you are... Um, Two. Two? Yeah. If you, thank you, if okay. you are apostolic, you know, they need to be apostolic. If you're Pentecostal, if they're Catholic, blah, 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 whatever, uh, all those things need to be in effect. What I found was, was that that was not the teaching. That was, that was, I'm sorry, that was the teaching, but it was improper. Okay. All right. Um, so, so first, as always, let's, 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 let's go to scriptures. Right? Shall we? Right. If you will, uh-huh. turn with me, if you will, uh, to Second Second uh, Corinthians, Second uh-huh. Corinthians two uh, and fourteen, okay. uh, and then also Second Corinthians six and fourteen. Okay. So, um, uh, or as your former president used to say, two Corinthians. Two. Yeah, <laughs> that's what your former president used to say. <laughs> turn with me to two Corinthians. That's what he said. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Are you so, serious? Yes! <laughs> he said it like live in front of people. Like on stage, okay. trying to impress the people, to, like he, the people he was fooling to believe he was saved. Right. <laughs> um, but 2 Corinthians 2, 14, I'm going to read okay. uh, the King James uh, version, and then I'll help the people. Uh, King James simply says, but... Uh, I'll say now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savior of his knowledge by us in every place. That's Second Corinthians 2.14. Okay. Now you might say, why did you read that? That didn't say nothing about unequally yoked. Uh, it, what, it, what it means is, is, is that are you dating someone who shares your beliefs? Okay. Christian beliefs. Your Christian beliefs. Got it. Okay. But it also... Hold on now. See that? That's, so it's two parts to that. Uh-huh. Well, Christian beliefs, but what if they have completely separate beliefs? What if they believe that mm-hmm. you know? What if they believe that you know the wife need to stay home mm. and don't need to work? Yeah. What if they believe that you're only supposed to do housework and not have no job job? What if they believe that it's okay for a man to put his hands on a woman? Mm-hmm. What if they believe that a man should lord over lord over ah, a woman? Right. 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 But then when we go to uh, two Corinthians, second <laughs> Corinthians six and 14, when we go second Corinthians six and 14. Uh, this is what it says. Uh, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do come on now for what do uh, righteous and wickedness have in common? Well, what fellowship can light have with darkness? All right, but then I'll take it a step further because, again, it's talking about the word yoke. I use this word on um, on uh, Sunday in my in my sermon on Sunday, uh, talking about the word yoke. 
yoke. The word yoke is a is is an actual you know it's an actual device that they put on uh, the ox to mm-hmm. to keep the ox in place. Uh, they normally put them on separate yokes. Okay. So it's, so what it is is it was a it was a device that was used. And it, it had a, a device where you could put one ox on one side and another ox on the other side. Okay. You only had a problem when you put two different size oxes on the same yoke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because now you got one ox pulling all the weight. And, and, and so, now, so now there's going to be an automatic struggle because there's always going to be one person fighting to do his own thing or her own thing. So when you're unequally yoked, that's why God, that's why in that scripture says that don't, don't, don't tie yourself to somebody who is not on the same path as you, mm-hmm. or at least has your same value or belief system. So you, so, because a lot of times, you know, it's one thing to say, because don't get me wrong, people get married for love, mm-hmm. right? Which is yeah. a beautiful thing. Yes. But then what? Hmm. Or as, you know. The prophetess evangelist uh, Tina Turner has said, "Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it?" <laughs> so, so you know, at at some point, at some point, you have to, we have to move beyond um, what it, we have to move beyond the the the, the superficial, right? We have mm-hmm. to move beyond surface. So, so you know, when it says, um, so what it really is, don't they don't want you forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers? And can I add? Come on. And, and I see Felicia says I think um, uh, I think the problem is with most women in the church. They believe if he doesn't do things the way I do them or believe like I do, we are unequally yoked, and that's not true. Mm. Right. And, true. And, 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 and you know, for me, it's when you're getting to know a person, right? Mm-hmm. You're asking these questions and you're listening. You know, um, I going with the concept of what Felicia says, I think sometimes we've gotten the impression that if we live a certain way, right, then we can quote unquote convince or convert. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then we we're in something that we, we, we now, like you said, have emotional ties to, right. Mm-hmm. These, these, uh, if you will, soul ties, you know, when we cross mm-hmm. that boundary. Mm-hmm. And so then I feel like, you know, we've just gotten entangled and, and mixed up, right. With this, the concept of, at what point do you recognize, right, and have to take an action of cutting off, right, ties with a person when their belief systems are not going to change and or th- this is them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the whole point of dating, right? The mm-hmm. whole point is to get to know them. And you're asking these questions mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, if we're compatible in certain ways. But I, I, th- I think that, you know, the, the other layer to that is recognizing, right, mm-hmm. when it, it, it's assured, right, that, that these are your core beliefs mm-hmm. and it, it's, not, um, it's not going to change, right, and this is who they are and you have to accept that mm-hmm. and, and move on, right? Moving on doesn't mean that, you know, you, you cast them out, but really I, I just feel like that line is blurred when, when you say, at what point do you even recognize that you are unequally yoked? Mm. You, you, you know what I'm saying? What what's relevant to know? What 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 is because it could be a it could be a um a war. You know, we we I know people who have gotten married who have different faiths, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and their children mm-hmm. were brought up in both faiths. And lo and behold, when they got older, they have no faith. Right. Mm. They don't subscribe or, you know, associate with any religion mm-hmm. because of the, the strength. Right. That they were put on there when both parents, you know, had their differences in religious practices. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think about that, that particular, you know, aspect of being unequally yoked, the long term, mm-hmm. you know, repercussion. Of, but, but for me, it's just really like, well, when do you walk away when you what what are the signs that you are unequally yoked and this is a relationship that God would not want you in? Does that make sense? Like when when do you walk away? Felicia said that's a problem with dating sometimes. Who you would like to be shows up on the date, but who you are shows up after the marriage. Mm. Hmm. You were finna say something? It's freezing. Oh, the screen is freezing. I'm sorry. I don't know what you were saying. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant you were freezing. I'm like, how are you freezing right now? <laughs> sorry. I was confused. Um, is it saying? Go ahead. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that's where I was with that is, is you know, um, how does that look from a biblical standpoint to take that in consideration, right, without feeling like people you meet must have, meet a certain criteria? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So when you when you think about being equally yoked in Christianity, right? What does that actually mean? Does that make sense when you yeah. say we have the same belief systems from a spiritual standpoint? What does that mean and how do we quote unquote act accordingly? Uh, it, it, oh, so it's two things. From a Christian standpoint, you're never going to have a successful, and I've seen this in the church, mm-hmm. where husband and wives, the, the wife was the member of the church, okay, and the husband was not, and he never would come to the church. Yes. He never yes. wanted anything to do with yes. the church. Yes. He had no part of the church, mm-hmm. nor did he understand the relationship that the wife had with the church. Which causes friction. So you recognize that when you married who you married, that she played an integral role in the church. And because she played an integral role in the church, that mm-hmm. meant that she had a lot of times where, where, um, uh, uh, she was going to spend time there. And if she spent time there, you, you knew that. And so now you can't say all of a sudden because you're married, you know, when you dated her for six months or a year, you mm-hmm. knew where she was on Wednesday. She was at Bible study. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you got a problem with her going to Bible study on yeah. Wednesday because you want yeah. some dinner. Yeah. Well, if y'all went to dinner on Wednesdays after 7 o'clock at 8 o'clock, if y'all ate dinner at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays, when you was dating, you could eat 8 o'clock on Wednesdays now that you married. Right. Yeah. Um, unequally yes. yoked also means wor- it, it also means uh, being equally yoked. Rather, mm-hmm. you ha- you should be worshiping together. Right. So okay. I know for me. Okay. For me, in my first marriage, in my first marriage, my wife and I went to two separate churches. Okay. And I was okay with it because I knew the church I was at was messy as hell. So I said, "You good? Stay where you at." Cause that's one less fight I got to fight, right? Cause you know you yeah, you you, yeah. you you know you in you in the midst of battles, yeah. and 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 so you you know people you know it's unfortunate, but you know they have stuff going on. So in 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 the in the midst of of all the stuff that's going on, it's still freezing. 
in the midst of stuff going on, uh, you have uh, battles, and it's like, okay, at least if she's not here, I ain't worried about nobody bothering her. I can deal with the stuff on my own. Okay. Well, what happened is as I got more involved, when I started working with the youth, right, I was already kind of working with them anyway, but it was taking me away a lot. And so then because she wasn't there, Mm -hmm. it wasn't understood. And it started to become. Okay. All right now. Come on now. Yeah, we get feet frozen. Yeah, I see that now. Okay. Yeah. It should be clearing up shortly. All right. So, so when we uh, when we got to uh, the, the point where it, it started to become an issue, okay, where because I'm I'm like I have made promises to the kids. Now it was wrong for me to you know to say I made promises to the kids, but I married you because you should be you should come first. Okay. You should come first. But it was okay. this whole thing. I know that when we we looked at it wrong because we were like, well, I understand it's ministry, it's ministry, it's ministry. Okay. But but it calls but but that that we were unequally yoked because we didn't have the same thing and 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 so we weren't worshiping together so that separated some some things. All right. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. it does it 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 absolutely matters that you're on uh, even if you ain't on the same page be in the same book. Mm. I say that all the time. Mm. You ain't got to be on the same page, but can we be in the same book? Because at least if we're in the same book. All right. Somebody right. gonna, I'm either going to pass what you just read or you're going to pass what I just read. And either way, we're going to have questions. It's like if you and I are watching a, it's like, I'll give you a very good example. Sometimes when me and Tanya well, used to be when we were watching TV, we watched the same show, but mm-hmm. I would be ahead or she would be ahead. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you watch it. She was like, well, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to have questions. <laughs> because, I've all, so I, okay. so because I've already seen it. Yeah. I'm yeah. available to answer questions. Okay. Right? So if talk, so if we talk about being on the same page. Yes. I'm available to the questions that you're going to have based on my own previous experience. So if we're on, if so again, if we're in the same book, eventually we get on the same page. Mm-hmm. But at least we're in the same book. A mm-hmm. lot of folk ain't even in the same book. Okay. You know, you you okay. you you reading, you know, uh green eggs and ham and and she reading 50 shades of gray. Y'all in the, y'all got a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I guess I look at that as to um, you know when it when hard times come right in those relationships, um, uh, you know can we pray together, right? Can we you know um, uh, uh, explore mm-hmm. right these things together? Mm-hmm. And if we don't have a foundation, right? I feel like that that will affect other critical areas, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. of relationships. So it was just for me with that question, it really was, was thinking about, you know, why, the, mm-hmm. you know, why should we not be, un- right, and what it really means in terms of a healthy and wholesome, right, relationship. Um, I can very well understand, you know, if there's there's always conflict and strife where your focus wouldn't be on your relationship with God. Right. And so, you know, you're being pulled, you know, back and forth. And now, you know, you're acting out of character and, and things are happening. So I think I, I, I get that. But it was like, you know, how do you assess? Right. How do you actually conclude that I'm in, in a relationship? Right. That could be uh, defined. Right. As being unequally yoked. And how do I accept that and move on? Right. And, and I believe that 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 being like, you know, 
a connection with God, right? To, to if my heart was in it, right? Or I put, you know, as they say, time mm-hmm. into this relationship and mm-hmm. I feel like I don't want to start over, right? But clearly that we can call it compatibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, you know, the natural term for it. But I, I just think that, um, that, that, that warrants a connection to God, you know, and discernment, mm-hmm. right? When, okay, something's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. We have this, this, this disconnect, right? Is it that serious? Cause sometimes we settle, right? We settle cause we think, oh, eventually they'll get it. Eventually, you know, uh, they'll go to church. And with that concept of, you know, one of the, the spouses staying home, I, I heard that for a long time. And, and sometimes it was put like, you know, well, that's okay. You know, um, um, because it, it wasn't that that person, it was like, they just don't go to church, right? They believe in God, but they just don't go to church. But then when you listen to that, that spouse who is in the church and active, you clearly hear the friction, right? In the, you know, it's either me or the church, you know, now you have to choose, right? Either you serve in ministry or you serve home. And you often, you know, heard that, well, people have gotten out of ministry, right? Because their spouses were not in the church, right? And now that gets to a deeper level of, do we believe in the same God? Do we believe in the same, how do we serve and give honor and glory to God? And that's hard. So, so, you know, for me, I just had to grow up, you know, grow into that concept. And yes, there, there are times where I, I was in, you know, a relationship where, um, as Felicia said, you know, they, them showing their true colors. <sighs> Let's just say this person went to church just to get information on how to disprove the existence of Jesus Christ. So there are people who study the Bible. Right. And, and, you know, that thing blew my mind because <laughs> it wasn't until way later. Right. That it was like, no, it, it became arguments. It became so toxic to the point where, hold on. That's the only reason why, why you were going to church with me was to really fulfill this darkness that you had going on within yourself. That was huge. It, it caused, when I say major, I, I had to to literally, um, yeah, that that cutoff was was intense because that was that was a when I tell you this this person invested in books of of you know the darkness and that you you talk about. Um, a different conversation with God on from from me to God. I was just like, Lord, I'm here in this situation, and true, true, the true soul of this person is coming out, and I I need a divine intervention. And I know I'm not the only. I I know other people who somebody right now is in a relationship that that's of the Christian faith who is with someone who who is trying to convince them, right, why, uh, you know, certain satanic spirits or, you know, principles of being atheist or, or you know, antichrist is there. You know, um, and that's a tough one. You know, how do you walk away from that? Right, because that's a spirit in itself too. Right, that's, that's a spirit 
where once that becomes deposited into you, how strong are you not only to resist what they're saying, but to actually cut off ties with them? Because you're beyond the dating state, right? You shared, you know, time with them. You shared vulnerabilities with them only to come and get to this conclusion that this is the true essence of who they are, right? And, and so, so I just, I just brought that up because you know now some people have to make it. Somebody right now has to make a decision um, as to, to whether or not they need to get out of this relationship because it is testing their faith or having them to um, be a certain way, right? That they know doesn't align with who God is calling them to be, right? That is where you are, and there's a decision. There, there's action that you need to take, you know. So, so I want you to know that that therein lies, you know, a deeper conversation, a petitioning of God to reveal to you what you need to do, so that your relationship with God is not compromised by the relationship with this human being, right? Because there are some people who are who are truly uh, sad and have no joy. Right, because they're constantly trying to prove the existence of, right, or trying to prove to themselves, right, that that this relationship is salvageable, right. But yet they they all they're always arguing, or you know, even to the point I've just you know been been in circles where um they they can uh you know how you tell about the sermon for the day and you know a lot is going and this person will say you know. Um, I don't see how y'all believe in that, you know, have a, you know, a, a colorful word there. Mm-hmm. Right. And there, there goes an argument mm-hmm. because it's like the disrespect, mm-hmm. right. That, that is now, you know, being put forth is that now you don't respect the conversation that I'm having. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now you're getting comfortable. So that, that's what I mean by the position sometimes you're putting in. Right. When you recognize the signs and, and the repercussions of being in a relationship, right, that is unequally yoked or you're a believer. They're not be- they're not a believer, but they're acting on their unbelief. You know, that's kind of where, where I had to get those life lessons where was when a person that person was acting on their unbelief and why they wanted me to think and behave like they did. All right. So, yes, I just I just want to, to bring that up, you know, because I know that there, there are people who are in that situation. Right. To to um, think about what their next their next move should be. And so Felicia says here, I've always stayed clear of churchmen. Uh, this is my opinion. I wish you could call in, uh, Felicia. <laughs> what, what you uh, mean by that, if, if you feel like, you know, calling in. Uh, tell, telling us about that, you know, 323-870-4375, press 1. Because uh, I've heard uh, the the other side to that is there are some men who stay clear of women in church. Um, and I knew there are reasons why, which, you know, there was some stereotyping <laughs> going on or, or some, you know, negative, um, uh, you know, thoughts about women in church. But I love to get, you know, if you could type a little bit more to that, uh, why you've always stayed cleared of church men. Well, well let me rephrase that because you said church men, not men in church, right? 
So I believe there is a difference. All right. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So that was that. What's the number? The number is 323-870-4375. And just press 1 to join. 323-870-4375. All right, y'all. That's that that spiritual uh, uh, connect point there. And Felicia, if you if you get a chance to call on in here, okay. So we can we gonna throw on a little. We gonna do a little house music or? We got you. Yeah, come on, y'all. Let's let's pick it up a little bit. The sun is shining. And uh, yes. We going outside? That's not really. <laughs>
Club Hills Theater uh, in Country Club Hills, Illinois, uh, 4 p.m. It's going to be a great Juneteenth Father's Day celebration. Uh, so whoever that special guy is in your life, your father, your uncle, uh, your baby daddy, your boo, your side piece, whoever it might be, go on here and get them a ticket. Get them a couple of Get them some VIP tickets so they can hang out yes, in the VIP yes, lounge. Yes. So they can hang out in the VIP lounge and... Um, and hang out with us. Got a great, great, great show. Uh, Lene, uh, Lisa McClendon is coming in. She will be performing. Uh, and Lanasia Tyson will be performing. Uh, DJ Coolout from 106.3 uh, will be okay. hosting. And then DJ Debo, Debo will be in the house, uh, giving us some good house music, I hope. Some good house music in the house. So we're going to have a good time. We're going to step a little bit. It's going to be all, all okay. good. All right. So be sure. Uh, to check that out June 19th. You can get your tickets at unlimitedfaithproductions.com. Right. Again, those tickets can be purchased at, I'll drop this in here real quick, at unlimitedfaithproductions.com. Okay. Unlimitedfaithproductions.com. You can get your tickets right there. Uh, but before we go any further, let me see if she is on the line. While we were on a commercial break, she did call in, and she is right, should be right there. Hello? Felicia, are you there? Hey, girl. Hey, praise the Lord, Saints. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, I have to rephrase this, because you're right. Me and better be in church. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely right. What did you say? You you said uh, you stay you stay cleared of church men, right? Because I had a couple different experiences, none of them sexual, but I was I was like really hurt because I was like, and I, I think that 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 part is on me too because I expected so much more because we attended church. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, didn't, I didn't expect yeah. that from somebody I met in the street, but I expected something. I'm like, was you in the same sermon I was? What was you doing? Did you hear what he just said? And so the last one, he was like, um, you know, when you going to give me that thing? I'm like, okay, you a whole deacon. I mean, you, you parking cars in the parking lot. What, what thing? I said, I'm not doing that wow. until, until I get married. And he was like, well, ain't no reason for us to talk. So I was, I was really hurt. I didn't show him that, but I was like, this is unreal. 
Yeah. Like, th- there's no difference between them and the, and the guys in the street. And I went through that, like, three times. So I'm like, okay, you know, I can't. And then, to me, there's several different reasons. Most okay. As long as I've been in church, the, ra- the ratio to men and women has always been totally different. And most guys there, they were already married or they was on some gang stuff. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was like, it's yeah. nothing, I mean, at first it was like, um, it was like, you know, you meet a guy or whatever at church or whatever, but I'm looking around like, ain't no guys here. You know mm. what I'm saying? And all men that go to the club or that's, that's out of what they ain't all bad. I mean, we women of a certain age at a certain point, you know, like when you go to order something, okay, that's not what I'm looking for. Don't make you bad. Don't make me bad, but that's not what I'm on. So that's what the unequally yoke. That's yeah. stuff you ain't got to go to if you just, just do a Jody You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't talk. Just listen. Just listen. He'll kill you. I got eight kids and I'll take care of them. Okay, I'll see you later. That's simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, I think it's more so on us about well, more I won't say more so on us. I think a lot of women that attend church, patient is higher, and that's mm-hmm. what that's my that that was my experience. But I expected them to be a little bit different than the, the men of the world, can I say? But my yeah. husband is great. You know, he ain't being in the church like that. He'll go to church. He was raised Lutheran, and I'm like, you act better than some of the guys I met in the church. So. That's my thing. You know, um, Felicia, when you that last part there, um, I mm-hmm. think I missed a lot when I was under the, the impression you shouldn't date outside of your denomination, right? And so I, oh, I wow. feel like, you know, your experience is, is felt by many women, right, because for some reason we, we, we may have believed that, you know, good men are in the church, right? And so... This is the best, right. right? This is the cream of the crop. But for me, for a long time, that whole concept of, you know, uh, being unequally yoked was equated to uh, denomination, right? It was equated to, you know, the, the principles of your faith, not so much whether or not they believe or don't believe, right? Because it was like, well, yeah. you know, I'm not a monk, right? Because, you know, I, was, I grew up, yeah. right, in a very, you know, strict church was church, right? So some exposure... Right. I didn't have it till later on, but you know, that, that all went apart in, into, you know, my concept of dating, right. It is okay. You right. know, this where the decent, and it was like, not so much, right. <laughs> you guys, right, some... this, 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 this lady, I'm gonna call her my mom. I ain't trying to put it out there. She's she like, yeah, I met this dude or whatever. My mother's not married anymore. She's like, I met this dude. And the first question I asked him, did he go to church? And he told me, no, so I had to leave him where he was at. I don't know why. You should have mm. kept talking to him. Maybe he paid his bills. Maybe he got a good 401k. Just because he don't go to church does not instantly mean that he's a right. good or a bad person. It's bad people that go to church. All day, every day. So that shouldn't be your, I mean, it should yeah. be your, what word am I looking for? Your deal breaker or whatever. Just speak. Right, right, right. In, in almost you like uh, you're, you're wrong for even, you know, talking to, right, or dating someone doesn't go to, but unequally yoked, that concept is so much more deeper than just not going to church, right? And I, you know, until you get older, you don't understand what, what it means when you say not going to church, because some people stop because of experiences. Some people, you know, some, some young adults stop because they were forced to go right when they were younger and, and, and it just, you know, they were turned off. So, so there are many reasons why a person may not go to church, but 
that whole concept right. of because you don't go, that means, oh, you know, we can't we can't be together. Right? You're not well, right. Equally yoke is very is very is very vast. Meaning that again, like I said, you may go to church but you don't pay your bills or you don't take care of your children or you don't provide for your family. We are equal unequally yoked because I do those things. So even though you go to church, what does it matter if you don't do those things? So it's so, it's so bad. What, wow. What, you know what that means. But, I mean, being a, a mature, a lot of things I wanted when I was younger is different now. And I have to be realistic, not saying I'm settling, you know, you know, you know, a lot of us I'm, be playing games. You ain't got to be doing all this and asking questions and reading books and calling it. You know, he ain't right. Move on. <laughs> That's simple. What you what you what you googling for? You know he crazy. You crazy too. So move on. Wow. That's it. Y'all be blessed. Thank you so much, Felicia. Thank you. you. Are <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for tuning in. You tuning in live to the Healthy Soul Talk Show. We just concluded our spiritual connect point what does it really mean to be unequally yoked so we know that some people are thinking right now right of of some situations they're in and probably processing how to get out all right let's keep it going here all right let's keep going so switching switching over to uh the the topic for the night um we started a new series uh last week on um women's issue but clearly we, we're going to incorporate how it affects men um and so we started last week talking about infertility um and the mental health issues or, or the mental health um strain or, or you know um outcomes that come from such um issues or experiences and so this week we're going to be talking about miscarriage and mental health and so um i wanted to to dive into these particular um, events because I know that in our communities we we don't really talk about this much or we we've, we've handled it in a certain way that that really uh, for some for some still feel the um, hurt the pain even the betrayal and misunderstanding and just dismiss all those emotions that come with you know us trying to be strong right and understand. Um, how how not only such losses occur, but how you actually heal, right, from those things. And so we know that um, miscarriage or in, in the loss of a pregnancy um, means that, you know, um, you did get pregnant and um, you you lost um, the baby, right? And, and, and so we know that within that range of pregnancy, um, you know, if you lose a child or baby um, before delivery, right, um, it, it is classified as a miscarriage. And so I wanted to talk about this um, because not only right now, um, I do I do appreciate there are so many platforms out there that give support to women who have um, experienced a miscarriage, families as well, um, men as well. And and I think that in our communities, I just wanted to become more aware and more, um, um, you know, erasing the stigma, but let's talk about it, right? Because um, this is, this is also a particular um, event that is high, right? In in our community. And so um, not, not knowing what to say or saying what we've been saying, um, I can tell you just in, in the work that we do, 
those are lasting effects, right? Generally, um, a woman in their healing from a miscarriage, a lot goes into it really uh, by the impact or the influence of how those people around them uh, respond to it. And, you know, I can share that, you know, I've, I've spoken with women who suffered miscarriages where they were blamed. And they were blamed to the point of accusation, mm. right? And, and I'm talking at, at the time it was happening, things were being said, right, while they're in the process of that happening to them. And then after the fact, to the point where it affected relationships and just, just strife and just, you know, imagine trying to not only heal from what your body has gone through um, mentally and physically, now emotionally and the grief, but also people around you right? Um, blaming you. And so I wanted to dive into this because um, I just want to have this open conversation. And so I'm going to pull some facts here from the APA American uh, Psychological Association, um, which is kind of, you know, what, what we're finding. And, you know, I, I know we have to give that research fine, but we know that we can associate this um, within our, our personal spaces. So it's, it says here, um, uh, for years, the tragedy of miscarriage has traditionally been private, an event grieved largely by the mother on her own. Mm. And so it, it goes on to say at the top here uh, of this, this, this uh, article here, um, healthcare professionals advised these women that the sadness would grow less pronounced over time, especially following a successful pregnancy. That was back in the day, mm-hmm. right? And so, I, you know, when I read this, I was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Right, that we we set up, you know, women who've gone through this to with the expectation that they will, um, you know, not feel right what they feel uh, now over a certain period of time. And if you if you get pregnant again, right, mm-hmm. and it's a successful pregnancy, then basically, you know, you will heal faster. Mm-hmm. But we find right that that is not the case. Right, that we found that women mourn much longer periods than expected, even after the birth of a healthy child, mm. right? And um, the, the, the range and the severity of these symptoms, uh, they vary from, from, from woman to woman, you know? And, and so just thinking about that, um, you know, I know women who, um, you know, they, they have miscarried and they did get pregnant again and, and they, 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 um, you know, call it their rainbow child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they never forget, right? I've yet to, to meet a woman who um, who does not, the pain is less, right? Because they had a healthy pregnancy. But that's in, in the medical field, the healthcare field, we kind of led women, right, mm-hmm. on that path until we discovered, first of all, stop right and that we needed to to not um associate that and be more conscious of that um it also says here that that we found that men grieve over a miscarriage uh more than right we once thought in the past and for a long time we did we didn't even ask men how they felt mm. right it was it was more consolation and more support given to the woman right for the miscarriage and we, we you know somehow men were just you know left out and we're finding where yes men right have a grief process as well um when their their partner their significant other 
um, suffers uh, a miscarriage. And it says that here, um, um, a miscarriage is a, is a traumatic loss, right? Not only of the pregnancy, but of a woman's sense of self and her hopes and dreams of the future. She's lost her reproductive story and it needs to be grieved, mm. right? It needs to be grieved. And it says here, a woman who has a miscarriage is at risk for depression and anxiety uh, symptoms um, for years to come. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying this because I, I know that, you know, I've known teenagers who suffer miscarriages and they come in as adults and that thing is still with them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I know teenagers. Well, and let me rephrase that. I know adult women who have come in for counseling who've had a miscarriage right in their teenage years. And they never when I say never got over, it, I mean that, that I mean that they never processed or, or they never forgot. It, it wasn't something they said, okay, this happened at that age, you know, um, um, now, now, now I'm over it and now I'm ready to move on with my life. It, it still was with them to that very day. Hmm. But they had family members who said they were relieved, right? Again, getting back to why it hurt so bad or why they had a hard time recovering or healing from a miscarriage at an early age like that because they were surrounded by people who expressed, right, that maybe maybe it wasn't the right time. We're going to get into that too, right, things not to say. Maybe it just wasn't the right time, right? Maybe this was God's way of telling you you weren't ready, right, ready to be, to be a mom, mm-hmm. right? And so I said to say, you know, um, let's, let's not continue, right, to approach someone, especially, you know, if you're walking alongside of them, you're in their presence at that moment, understand, right, that their immediate reactions are just about going to be for the time to come, for a long time to come. Uh, Felicia says here, it is the feeling of the lost baby, is it the feeling of the lost of the baby in or that they did something wrong to miscarry. Um, you know, Felicia, that actually is both. Because obviously, you know, when, when that woman, you know, thinks about what they've done in the past days or, you know, how, how they treated their body, you know, that's that natural response that kicks in. And, you know, we, we have the fact that if they've been in a, uh, you know, further along in their pregnancy, right, then, yes, it's, it's, it's stronger in the sense of I must have done something, right, mm. for, for the baby not to survive being this far, far along mm-hmm. in pregnancy, right? Uh, but we also know that research says that whether you are uh, eight weeks, you know, 12 weeks or, you know, 24, um, you know, the, the feelings of hurt are still, the, you know, just as intense. Right. And I think sometimes and we get into a moment where, where they say um, um, women who miscarry, you know, in the first between the first and the onset of the second trimester get less empathy mm-hmm. and less compassion. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, that whole concept of the baby. Right. And, and how developed it was kicks in. And I don't know when I when I when I thought about this, I was like that that has got to be the most hurtful feeling 
Mm. Right. That when you share with someone how far along you were, their attitude changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Their response changes based on right whether or not uh, uh, you were, you know, quote unquote, far along to have a grief period. Mm-hmm. Right. Do, do you warrant the grief that you feel based on how far along you were, you know, in your pregnancy? Right. So, so Felicia, I, I would say it's both. It, it, it really is both. Um, and so, you know, it goes on to say here, um, um, even uh, a woman ha- after having a healthy child and, and they've experienced a miscarriage prior to that, um, they high, have a higher risk of postpartum depression. All right. And, and some women even have a hard time um, emotionally attaching themselves to the healthy child, right, because of their grief or their continued, you know, um, uh, emotional distress from that miscarriage that they suffered, right? And so, so you know, I, I think that that's another misconception that we have as well is, you know, once a woman has a healthy, you know, um, child or a healthy pregnancy, that all of a sudden, you know, that pain just goes away and the focus is just now, right? on the new baby and they're okay. It's like, no, no. Right. Cause for them, they, they actually are thinking about how many kids they should have right now. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it just didn't, Oh, okay. I'm good now. Right. It, it, it doesn't work like that. All right. So, so just understanding um, that, that, you know, our, our studies can show that, um, Three years is when they say it's almost like a minimum, right, where we should expect um, that healing process, right, that where they begin to understand and, you know, whether or not they, they actually, you know, get pregnant again, you, you, can't, you can't set women up for that, right, because there are some women who experience miscarriage where they're not, they don't have the ability, right, or, 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 you know, they don't want, right, to experience that again. I know women who... Um, suffered a miscarriage where they don't trust themselves to get pregnant again, mm-hmm. right? So, so different women experience different emotions and different responses to miscarriages. So we just can't have that. Well, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, just just you know, have another baby and you know, everything everything will be all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it also goes on to say, you know, we talk about early losses here. Um, uh, just going to where um, someone shared uh, with a, from the uh, Dr. Diamond here said that um, a woman who has lost their, their child at 11 weeks may be just as distraught as a woman who's lost her child at 20 weeks, mm-hmm. right? And so we need to validate the experience by calling it just as that, a traumatic loss. Right. And um, you, you ever told someone something and, and you were like, this was really, you know, this really got to me. Mm-hmm. Right. This really hurt my feelings. Right. And you told them what was said or done. And I was like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's that's all it was. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the response uh, uh, that we we sometimes could give off to people. Right. When, when we find out, quote unquote, you know, when, when they suffered their miscarriage and we don't have we, we ought, they can look at our facial expression. Right. That invalidates them. So not all the time is just the words that are coming out of your mouth, mm-hmm. but how you uh, non-verbally respond 
right, to, to them explaining when they, they lost their child. Felicia here says, I knew a girl in, in high school who lost her baby when I was pregnant with my daughter. Her mother was so happy she lost the baby, but she was so devastated. When I saw her again years later, she said she didn't want any children, and uh, she didn't know what to say. Mm. Yeah. I think one thing, just just being in the field and, and making sure I connect, um, you know, with our culture and services, I got to say this. Um, the things that were said to unplanned pregnancies mm-hmm. have blown my mind. <laughs> And I'm human, right? So so imagine I'm hearing the exact words that were said to this young lady at this this in these years of growing and, you know, experiencing this where somebody's choice of words yeah. I I yes. We we can say some harsh stuff. A lot of times we say, um, I think we say things we don't know what to say, and and, and, the, and in not knowing what to say, we say the wrong thing, thinking that we're helping. Mm-hmm. And what we don't realize is is that we we're doing more harm than good uh, because we spend a lot of time um, with the whole. It's easy to it's easy to say if it were me when it ain't you, right? You know, right. if it was me, I'd get up and do this. If it was me, I'd get up and do this. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not you. Yeah. And you don't know. And I, and I, I had to learn this too. Part of you know, uh, seminary was you never understand somebody else's grief mm-hmm. and how long they mm-hmm. should grieve. Yes. Now, if grief goes some years, then yeah, you, you would hope that they would seek some additional help. Yeah. But you know, if you lose, because you know, it's one thing to lose a baby that you never knew. Hmm. It's nothing to lose a child that you raised and saw grow up different and, grief. and yeah. all that. It's yeah. different, different level of grief. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it's, I think, I think it's difficult for men to understand the concept um, because we're not the carriers. Mm-hmm. Now you can, you can, I think men get more attached the closer it gets to birth. Okay. Right. Because I guess, yeah. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I've never had to exp- the, 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 the privilege of, being able to experience up to that point. So, but I'm, I'm guessing when someone is, um, when, when your other half is pregnant and you're the father and you're sitting there watching them grow and you're, you're going through the, the, the issues with them and the, the daily, whatever, whatever's. And so you, so you, so then you have ownership, mm-hmm. right? Cause a lot mm-hmm. of times for the men, it don't become ownership until it's there. Yeah. Right. We don't, yeah. we don't, we don't take ownership in, in some cases until it, until we see it. Oh, unless you're the one who who goes on the journey, like with the doctor's appointment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. we take early ownership, especially yeah. if it was a difficult process. Yes. And then yes. you see, and you finally say, okay, we're going to have one. And then we get, you know, mm-hmm. four or five, six months in, everything is good, good, good. And we followed all the directions and we lost. And it's, it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a catastrophic loss on both parts. Yes. Because especially yes. when you know you were doing following all the directions and you were making sure she was following all the directions and, and all the recommendations, right? I shouldn't say directions, yeah. following yeah. all the recommendations. So when you know, you've done all those things, 
I think it 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 there's more of a buy-in as people say you have skin in the game at that point. Mm-hmm. So you know versus you know when in you know where we've seen it, we've seen incidents and there's been some articles written where um, you know there was a difficult pregnancy and the husband had to choose the baby versus the mother. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I saw most of the. I think the percentage was like seventy-five percent. Uh, I believe seventy-five. It was higher than seventy percent of the husbands said, "I'm choosing my wife. I don't know that child." Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's not to say they won't feel grief. Right. 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 It, it really, and and I think that would add too. It would. Right, because now you you have to go through your stages of grief, which includes denial, yeah. anger, guilt, and, and the wife. Yes. It's even harder for the mother mm-hmm. because she was like, "No, save my baby." Right. right? So right. you know, it's always right. harder that way, and the husband's like, "I'm not risking that." Like the doctor's yeah. telling me, "You got a better chance than it does." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so I, I, I would I, I I'm in total agreement with that. I just put that out there. Yeah, and and you know, I know that we 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 we're talking about this because there there's just a level of compassion and understanding, mm-hmm. right? In these conversations, uh, you know, we're talking about this because there's just more sensitivity and awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Of of how we need to help our communities in our circles, our inner and outer circles, um, heal. Right. And, and, and it goes on to say here that um, um, women will spend an enormous amount of emotional energy mm-hmm. trying to explain why it happens. Right. They're, they're mm. trying to convince themselves they're, they're playing it out. Right. That they're, they're really going back in time. They blame themselves um, uh, to make sense out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to find um, you know, something. Right. And it says here women may torment themselves with guilt and blame mm-hmm. rewriting the story right to such things as if i hadn't gone to the grocery store if i hadn't stayed up so late right as a way of trying to cope right mm-hmm. and, and come to uh uh um you know what just happened and, and i think what 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 goes along with that is you know um that 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 health practitioner right mm-hmm. and, and and i've connected with some health practitioners where they're really strong on um, ensuring and supporting that woman that it wasn't anything that they did. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I believe that that is so critical, right? Because they don't ask questions. They don't ask questions. what you do the night before? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me about the last two weeks you've had. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. But guess who does? Mm. Family and friends. Uh-huh. Right. Now what was now what was happening yesterday? Did you feel anything? Right mm-hmm. then comes the question of well why didn't you? Yeah, what were you doing? Right, you you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and so you know I think this is awareness for everybody, right? Because uh, uh, our bodies are our bodies, and you it's a phenomenon you can't explain. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? There there is no uh, exact you know reason in exact science to tell a woman right why why she suffered a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And so understanding that this is a this grief is a process. Right. And, and, and you have to validate and again, acknowledge that um, of what's going on. And so it goes on to explain, you know, as we were talking about men here, um, is, is that, like you said, uh, men, you know, they don't feel the same grief. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But they did find that fathers a father's sadness and grief. Uh, historically was dismissed by others. Mm. Right. 
and, and, and so they go on to say here, uh, one of the most common, you know, things uh, uh, was told to a man, right? Uh, a, a well-known cliche is you'll have other children. Hmm. Right? Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that you as a man, right, you, mm-hmm. you, you are trying to share or you probably don't even get a chance to share, right, your emotion because someone's, you know, standing there telling you you'll have other children. Like, yeah, you, you'll be able to try again. Don't worry about it. Right. I, I, I thought about sports. Right. There'll be other championships. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like, no, no. Understand right, that men also experience the trauma, right, of miscarriage, and they need attention as well, mm-hmm. right? And, and it says here that men may mask their grief over a miscarriage at, through anger. Mm. Anger, right, frustration, irritation, right? And that is because imagine them trying to process the what happened as well, right? And so it, it, and it goes a step further here to say that um, a lot of times, um, in, 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 especially in marriages, um, men have to go through a physical loss of their wives after miscarriage mm. because some women, right, um, are not interested in sex. Mm. True. Right? True. Because they don't, they, in, mm-hmm. I know in, in, from what I've read, they, they, they don't feel like, they don't feel whole. Right. Right. And, and their bodies have gone through something. Right. They still experience yeah, some trauma. Something. We don't right. know, yeah, right, how, uh, you know, from a medical, right, standpoint, what all they have to go through, you know, their bodies, uh, you know, uh, going back to its original state. Um, you know, just, just that, that's another, that's a different layer for a man, right? That's a different type of grief. Uh, uh, that that men have to experience as well as, you know, what now, right? If if the intimacy, mm-hmm. right, is not there, and then they're questioning when when we when can we come together again, mm-hmm. right? And, and and sometimes I can tell you that um, a woman's initial reaction is they don't want to do it again because they don't even want to be um, uh, exposed. Right. Or, or the thought of this is the way you get pregnant. I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. right. That will put me in that position again. And you may say, well, you know, that's not realistic. Right. That, you know, how was that? But for that woman to think about that was the way she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So 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 for them, it, it can also be a way of reliving. Right. Trauma, because that is the way they experience getting pregnant and that is the way they lost mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they miscarried and so these are things we, we want to think about and you know that's not to say that that you know the man's feelings are dismissed but it does warrant what kind of um emotional support a couple should have and i'm you know i was thinking about this you know at, at, i know what i would do as a clinician right if, that, if we were in marriage counseling but what about in, in your community what about in your own circles right where you you're talking to uh someone in your family or, or a close friend and you're like you know yeah we just we we stopped having sex since you know the miscarriage mm-hmm. what would your response be 
wasn't that part of the the uh which Tyler Perry movie was that? Which where one? they lost the, the baby the baby died. Yes, did she yes. have a did she have a miscarriage or did the baby die? Mm. Something happened and they so that like that part of their life was like completely cut off. They were just she was all about the business. Mm-hmm. He was trying to be like, you know, romantic and everything. And yes. He wanted to have another yes. baby. She didn't. You know, so you know, and 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 yeah. So I I I, I, just, I forget which. I think it's one of them why I get married movies. I just don't know which one. Okay. But um, I I I could definitely see where the where the the it, again how it's again I we don't as as men we are removed from the point, but 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 understanding that especially you know I guess it's really for those it's easier for the man who who really wants to be a father. Like there's some men who really want to be fathers. Yes. Yes. You know, and yes. for whatever reason, it's either because they didn't have a great father or because they did have a great father. Right. So they have a right. mission. They was, I want to be a better dad than what mine was, or yes. I want to be just like my dad. Yes. So, yes. you know, so they, so they have, they have some, um, uh, inherited, mm-hmm. inherent, mm-hmm. Uh, issues that they want to, that they want to keep and, 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 and they want to see in it. They want to see, help a child grow. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Legacy. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. That's you know, it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's hard. And I, and I think, again, you know, um, uh, oh, Felicia says not easily broken. Is that what movie that was? I don't know. <laughs> I'm waiting for Tanya to chime in. She's she's the Tyler Perry movie. Know it all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so just just exploring here, like, you know, we're, we're talking about miscarriage and, and mental health, you know, to to help support right and i'm not putting an age on here or a a relationship status Mm -hmm. because that does not matter right if it's a teenage girl or even a teenage boy right who says you know uh uh, i i you know i just suffered a miscarriage right and and we know you know the young man didn't Mm -hmm. physically do it Mm -hmm. but you still don't dismiss right his feelings by telling you know oh you know you 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 have an opportunity later on in life. Mm-hmm. That that does not soothe them. That does not make them feel better, right? That that does not do anything but but contribute to their grief, contribute right to the guilt that they may have. Because you know how sometimes, especially as young people, mm-hmm. they get you know, I told you I ain't want no kids, right? And this, that, and the other. And then just when they get used to mm-hmm. the idea, right, that the baby is on the way. The miscarriage happened, right? And we have to be aware. We we have to be so much more compassionate, compassionate, mm-hmm. right? To these issues that that you know don't don't throw someone's words back at them, right? Because people are entitled to change. We've all had you know some reactions to some things that have happened in our lives. Right. That later on we had we needed to get used to the idea. We needed to warm up to we need to get prepared because a lot of things come out of, you know, anxiety driven. Right. Emotion, mm-hmm. you know, but but, you know, so so you may have that who, who gave some some pushback on, you know, whether or not they wanted kids and this that, and the other. And now. Right. You didn't see them for that period of time and they come back to you and say, hey, you know, yeah, the, the, the baby, you know, she she suffered a miscarriage. Right. And the first thing you said was, well, you know, you, you said you weren't ready anyway. Mm-hmm. That has got to be the most insensitive 
and, and judgmental, right? Because you, you just put them in the position as to reflect on the, the guilt, mm-hmm. right? And, and the, wow, you know, the, so, so, cause you can associate that. What did I, did my, my pressure on this person, on this woman, mm-hmm. right? Cause her stress. You understand what I'm saying? You have to be careful with how you deposit things into people when they suffer these these kind of uh, traumatic experiences. All right. So then, you know, we 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 gonna we gonna get into here as we, we you know uh, uh, you you close here uh, with things not to say, hmm. right, to someone um, who experienced a miscarriage. All right. Here we go. Uh, you can always have another one. They don't want another baby. They want this baby. Right? And it says here you might mean well and you might be trying to point them to the future. But right now, they want and need to grieve for the baby they have lost. Or they might have even had a previous loss. Right. And that adds another layer to that, that that couple or that woman who has unfortunately experienced multiple miscarriages. Mm -hmm. Right. And that whole concept of you can always have another. But this this is my third one. Hmm. Again, being mindful. Right. Being conscious. Right. Of, Of, you know, we talked about last week, you know, if you don't know what to say. Just give them a hug. I'm sorry you went through that. Mm. Right? But getting pregnant, you know, I, I think that kind of, that that's that old school, it's easy to get pregnant. For some people, it's not easy at all. Mm. And when I say that, I mean actually going to full term, right? A full mm-hmm. term pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, yeah. The next one here says, uh, things not to say. Now you have an angel looking after you. <laughs> right? And the explanation here is they don't want an angel. They want their baby back. Right? Even if someone finds comfort in the faith or religion, most still believe that they would have been much happier, their baby, with them. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I used to say, I used to not say that, but I used to agree with people when they would say, um, when they would use that type of terminology, that, you mm. know, that, that the person who passed away um, is, you know, you got an yeah, angel, you got an angel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, once I started studying, all that went out the window. <laughs> because, okay. because nobody, let me be very clear, mm-hmm. nobody that has died that you know is your angel. Mm. Let me just make that real clear. Is that like what we consider like cultural, uh, yeah. spiritual that's, that's comfort? A, that's 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 a spirit. That's a that's a cultural comfort. That's a learned comfort. That but that goes to and I'm and you know I'm not gonna go too far left with this, but that goes to the same thing when somebody dies and we say they're in a better place, or when somebody dies and say grandma is now looking or grandma looking down at us, mm-hmm. or or a little man went to heaven. Well, no, grandma sleep, little man sleep, and if little man didn't believe, little man in hell. So that 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 definitely what you see. I'm saying what you don't yeah, say, what yeah, not to yeah. say. 
So no, <laughs> what you're not gonna say is your baby ain't an angel. Your baby did. You're not gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. But no. I understand why people say it because it is a comfort. comfort. Yeah. But these are not angels. The only angels we have are the ones that were already there. There are no new angels. I just want to make that very clear to the people. And, and, and I think, you know, I think some, when, when you say that, mm-hmm. and I hear those who, you know, understand the word of God and mm-hmm. you know, what that is, is more of their spirit. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? Because the conversation, mm-hmm. or, you know, their expression of it changes. So I feel like, you know, we have that where, you know, you have items, right? That remind you of them. We call them treasure boxes, right? Mm-hmm. People that when you need to feel their presence, right? You go to, you know, read something, a note that may have left or, you know, a garment, right? Mm-hmm. Or something, right? Even visiting, you know, the grave site, right? Just to, to remind you of, right? The good times you had with them, mm-hmm. right? So, so I get that, that part um, where, you know, I think that's, that's kind of a distinct difference. Mm-hmm. Right from that concept of you have an angel looking after you versus I still feel the presence of that person in my heart. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, even, the you know, around birthday or annual, you know, milestones. Right. You celebrated with that person. Mm-hmm. You just make it more intentional. Right. To 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 in whatever way you do your, um, you know, your 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 contribution. Right. To mm-hmm. them tribute, as they say, you you invite them. Right. With mm-hmm. that memory in. Does that make sense? So it's not, I think I've heard it in different ways, but but for a long time, right, I did hit this particular concept there that your angel now looking over you, mm-hmm. watching over you. But again, when you grow, you you shift. Um, sometimes people question that, right? What mm-hmm. does that mean? And will I feel that always? Because what happens when I don't feel that angel is there anymore? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, it really depends on that person's spiritual growth, too. Felicia says, I always remember the lady when she went through this loss. Uh, just she asked, um, she just asked how she was doing. She said, no one asked me that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Because they want to go into, you know, uh, telling you, right, what your future is <laughs> and what you should be feeling. All right. Next thing here. Things you should not say to someone who has experienced a miscarriage is for the best. Mm. It's for the best. See, that's the equivalent of the church folks saying that's God's will. Yeah. Yeah. And and the explanation goes on here to say best for whom? Mm. Right? Given the physical and the emotional pain that they are likely feeling, mm-hmm. They probably cannot fathom how it was better for them to have a miscarriage. Mm. Right. Even even with that. Right. Um, I, I think that we have to be so carefully, especially um, in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Tagging. It as an act of God mm-hmm. when a person is blatantly mm-hmm. grieving. Mm-hmm. Right a loss like this. But see, that comes from people who don't know any better when they say it's an act of God versus it's something that God allowed. And even still, you don't say that to a person. You don't, you don't say that to a person no more than when you're at a funeral, when they, when somebody is crying and they're trying and they, and they tell the children so they can stop crying their grandma's in heaven or whatever. And you say, no, she not because you want to be right. You know, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, the, the Bible says something. I, I wish I wish I could think of the scripture uh, uh, about uh, 
it may be right, but it's not expedient. Meaning it ain't mm. necessary for you to say that at this moment. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Just so you can, just yeah. so you can be shown right. But you, you, how many yeah. people are you hurting in the process of you being right? Yeah. 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 And, and that hurts mm-hmm. because much. If, if I'm already at that point, at that moment, straddling the fence, right. About, mm-hmm. you know, God, why did you do this to me? Why did you allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. And now you're asking me, now you're telling me, you know, well, that, that was God, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he didn't want you to have this. Mm-hmm. You, you put me in a very difficult position because you, you are condoning, mm-hmm. right? My negative thoughts, you condoning, right? Me blaming, right? God, right? Mm-hmm. For this tragedy in the sense of he doesn't like me, he doesn't love me, mm-hmm. right? So, 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 so I, I think that statement, right? It was for the best, like you said, it, it can be you know, translated, right, in some other phrases that we have just in the body of Christ. Um, The next one here says, things not to say, at least you didn't know your baby. Hmm. Felicia says here, 1 Corinthians 6 and 12, Mm. or 1 Corinthians. That that would be 1 Corinthians. (laughs) 1 Corinthians. (laughs) Uh, Things you shouldn't say. At least you didn't know your baby. Mm. It goes on here to say, listen, Mm. whether you held your baby in your arms or only in your mind, this baby is real. Mm -hmm. Even before pregnancy, most of us have a dream or ideal baby in our mind. This is an important part of coming to terms with pregnancy. Even in the earliest weeks of pregnancy, this baby has at the very least that identity. Mm-hmm. And even more of a specific personality in the later weeks of pregnancy. Mm. Right. I, I, to be honest with you, when I read this one, I saw red. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I really saw red. Like, I, you know, I, I saw a little aggression. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? But these are things people have said. Right. Thinking they are consoling. Mm-hmm. Right. Comforting someone. That is the most degrading. Right. Mm-hmm. Thing to say to someone, even if it's the father, mm-hmm. because you know how many, you know, uh, uh, fathers are excited and, and you're clearly looking at the person. So now you have this vision of who they will look like. And, you know, those journeying through the pregnancy, you, you, you read into the baby, listening to music and you feeling it move and, you know, you know, I just don't understand how you would say that to someone. <laughs> right? Again, being mindful of what you say. All right? Next one here. Things not to say. There must have been something wrong. Mm-hmm. There must have been something wrong. And he goes on to say, wrong with whom? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by wrong? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, that, that whole concept of, um, planting, right. The guilt or, or, or contributing, right. To, to things already starting to build within that person, Mm -hmm. right. That, that is not something that would prevent a heartache. You you know what I'm saying? Telling somebody there must've been something wrong. Mm -hmm. You just added to my heartache. Not prevented it. Right? 
All right, here we go. Next one here. Things you should not say. Did you do something you weren't supposed to? Mm. Right? Even if there's nothing the parents could have done to prevent the miscarriage, there will always be a feeling of guilt. Mm -hmm. Could they have done something differently? Eat more, eat better, sleep more, not work out? The list never ends. But guess what? That is something you do not say to someone who suffered that. Did you do something you weren't supposed to? That that's um that's unfortunate that it's always and then what'll happen is if you're not already thinking that because mm-hmm. that's 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 internal mm-hmm. already. I don't need you co-signing that for me. Right. I don't need you saying that and I'm already beating myself up thinking that I did something. You know, did I did, did, you know was I drinking before I found out? Right. You know, right. or does right. this come from something that I did when I was a child? Yes. You know, yes. something that I did yes. yeah, when I was yes. young and and, yes. and, and slow or, or yes. stu- being stupid or when I was doing too much as a, you know, mm-hmm. did this happen because of that? Karma. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. It's that whole concept. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so um, that is, that is, uh, what do they call it? Accusation. Mm. Right, especially if it's coming from a loved one, because now, now I feel like you're gonna look at me funny. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you going? Are you going to treat me as though mm-hmm. I did something to cause this miscarriage? Does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. so now you know we're, I'm distancing myself. Now I can't come to you. Now I can't even confide in you my pain when I am feeling a certain type of way, because you already planted this this seed, right? Mm-hmm. By you asking me. Did I do something I wasn't supposed to do? Mm-hmm. That does not that does not invite a person uh, uh, continue right to to confide or look to you for emotional support. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it actually plants in them that they they can't talk to you. Right, like okay, I, clearly you think I did something wrong, so I'm just gonna shut completely down. Mm-hmm. Now I may not talk to anybody. Right, because if you think that, if you, if you, this person this close to me, you know who I am, you know my lifestyle, you know I wouldn't intentionally do something. Mm-hmm. If you think that, imagine what other people would say. It mm. All right? All right, here. Next thing they say here, right? Things you should not say. I understand how you feel. Right? It says, even if you have had a miscarriage, everyone feels their grief differently. Mm-hmm. Even though you have had similar feelings, they really just need you to listen and be there with them. Mm-hmm. It's okay to acknowledge that you are not in a place to help them because of, you know, your own grief, right? Even if you experienced it yourself, mm-hmm. right? And, and I feel like what that what they got out of this is this experience, this person needs to feel, right? That is not a common, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A common way to grieve, right? Because it, that, I think about, um, you know, parents who lose their child to violence, mm-hmm. right? Um, although we, we live in communities where this happens over and over again, if we, there's no one who could tell a grieving parent, I know how you feel. I must know. I, I know how you feel. I understand how you feel because, no, you really don't. We live in a community where we, we're feeling the impact 
mm-hmm. of such trauma and grief. But you you really don't know how they feel. You really don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes sometimes saying it at that moment is not is not the best timing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like sometimes the timing is off. Yeah, because we with, with this. Some you know a lot of times is is. Sometimes trying to be the first one, it's like mm. trying to, you know, it's kind of like what was going on, like even in the media, because yeah. of the internet, people are want to be, everybody wants to be first breaking the story. Ever since TMZ broke the Michael Jackson death, like five hours before CNN ever reported it, mm-hmm. they like the media vow, we're never going to be last again. So we're going to, we're going to report some stuff before we do all of our normal fact wow. checking. Wow. And, and so with people, it's like I want to be the first one to console her. Let me, let me, let me. So you know, let me, let me put my comments like with the social media. Let me comment first, mm. and then you, you realize you, you, you in your in your haste, you you got uh, horrible grammar, right? Your you are your is now why old you are, which yeah. is you know, yeah, that that's up there, or your your we're going is were, you know, and and and. <laughs> And stuff is just all jumbled together, and you look and sound like an idiot, but you first. Well, that's the same thing what happens when we go to t- talk to somebody yeah. and yeah. try to console them first. You know, let me be the first one at the, you know, let me be the first one to the hospital. A lot of times, just show up and be there. But you know what goes, what, what goes with what you just said? Come on. Your motive. Right? Yeah, what was, if, what was if, your if, motive? So, yeah, you my motive is to, to be, be first. first you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't go at all. I, I want, you understand I want, what I'm saying? I want people to know I was at this my best friend. I was there first. My friend. Oh goodness. And we gonna and, and this is how stupid to be. And we and, and my friend gonna make another baby and we gonna be all right. I promise you that's I promise you that's been said somewhere. I know. I I I'm just thinking about that because Yeah, grief is so different right Girl, now. Girl, that little man going to heaven. God gonna send you another yeah. watch, you gonna mess around and have twins. Don't care how many more they have, they still want right. the one they lost. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Some stuff because we're so overtaken with grief right now, we try to pump it up. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we and we're yeah. Some things I've just heard in general. I yeah. I think we're there. Which warrants the understanding, you know, that um it hurts more. Right, because we, I think social media has its ups and downs because so many more people are speaking up and out, right? Mm-hmm. About so, so that person who who could be in a good space and are not having a good day, they actually um, um, are, are feeling some type of way because everywhere you look, someone's announcing, right? Someone's announcing um, that their miscarriage, right? And then when I say that, I mean it in terms of. Um, Social media is like the news, um, the place for the news, right? Because mm-hmm. you can have 5,000 friends, right? That's mm-hmm. 5,000 people mm-hmm. potentially, right, mm-hmm. that you can get comfort from. So, so you know, for me, I've even had to watch, you know, how often, you know, I'm on social media mm-hmm. because you can get overtaken just with grief. Oh, absolutely. Right, just looking at that. And I was just like, wow, you know, how how now do we – heal right when we have technology that continuously exposes us mm-hmm. right to such traumas and grief and loss you it's, it's um one of the things that i did not miss um 
when my when for the for the almost year that well, well it was almost a year my Facebook page was off. Okay. But I turned it back on because I got to promote this concert. <laughs> but um, one of the things I did not miss was the daily barrage. Okay. The daily barrage of, you know, it's like. Um, you go, you go, you ha- you have the George Floyd thing. You get all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. happening. You see the mm-hmm. constant, you mm-hmm. know. And then, because what ends up happening is people just start loading up videos that's ten years old, and it gets added into the yeah. mix. And then somebody go, well, that, here go another one. Yeah, here's another one. And it's like, no, it's yeah. not another one. Yeah, it, it's you know, but it's like anything to feed that 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 beat. Yeah, that you know, and and yes. and, and 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 hurt likes company. Yeah. Right. And yeah. or misery, rather, misery loves company. So it's like you you constantly see this this um, this lot. You get this large. Uh, well, what happens is you go to you go to. I'll give you a very good example. I use food. Everybody's mm-hmm. weakness. You go to get. <laughs> you know. You go to a, a place looking for your meal to fill you up. Yes. But you get full on the mess. Mm-hmm. On the appetizers, right, right. So, so now right, when it, when it comes time to <laughs> yeah, when it comes time to eat the food, yeah, the the stuff that you actually went there to get, you so full off of everything else mm-hmm. that you can't even get all of what you need. So now you're piecemealing it. Yeah. So now now your yeah. body is confused, right? So yeah. so that's the thing yeah. that happens to us mentally. We get so we get so berated with. Damn. The, yeah. the enjoyment, like, okay, we take the, the, the enjoyment part of social media and we get excited about mm-hmm. it, but then it's like all the negative stuff. In, in the traumatic stuff, right? In, yeah. in terms of, you mm-hmm. know, um, just that whole, whole idea of how we have to be careful of how we look at emotional support, mm-hmm. right? Because there, there is, which we're going to get to in a moment, an appropriate space to heal, but I, I do find where where you know continuously finding right people who have similar experiences um, doesn't necessarily make you feel better. Mm-hmm. It, it just you, it keeps you there in the, the guilt. It keeps you there in right the hurt and the pain because all you're doing is exposing yourself to people who've gone through it, not actually sitting. Right and talking and sharing, mm-hmm. right about ways to recover. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like you just you keep exposing yourself to the same things over and over again, and you're just adding people, hurt people to hurt people, mm-hmm. right? And so now, and now, now your life is changing. Now your focus is on you know uh, uh, what you just experienced and not really recovering from it. So I feel like you know we have to be careful with using um, per se social media to, to to just scroll and find people just to talk about right not necessarily what what now mm-hmm. does that make sense what mm-hmm. now that we've shared if we can share this experience we we can talk about you know what what we felt and what we went through but it's it's, it's a what now mm-hmm. do we stay here and just talk about all the pain we have living it from a day to day how hard it was you cried all day Right. You, you didn't feel like getting out of bed. I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. I see where sometimes platforms, you know, people are just sharing how the day is going mm-hmm. wrong, mm-hmm. not how what now and how do we heal? Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where I want people to, to be careful with. You know, healing means you are looking forward to a recovery process. Mm-hmm. Right. Not staying in the depression, not staying in the sadness, not living in 
right? Mm-hmm. The fear, right, of, of recovering and, in, 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 um, you know, uh, pushing through, right? It's hard. It takes work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's real easy to just check in and post how bad your day was. Mm-hmm. That's so easy. Now for 365 days, you've done not, nothing but gave an update, mm-hmm. right, on your suffering. But, but when do you tap into what do I do now to start healing? Mm-hmm. Right. So I just noticed that. And, and I just want to share that piece because I want people to be careful. Right. Be careful how you start to spend your time. If your if your uh, uh, agenda, if your your goal is to start your healing process, make sure it's focused on healing and not keeping you in the space of suffering. That's why. And I, I know we already had our spiritual connect point earlier, but this is why, if 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 we can, when 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 um, I believe it was when uh, Jesus was preparing to uh, heal or or revive or resurrect Jairus's daughter, I believe, mm-hmm. um, uh, and there was uh, there were people there who were um, preparing to. Uh, um, they were they were already mourning, okay. And and they were they were professional, but they, that's what they were there for. And so that's all they did was stick around and and mourn. I mean, they wanted to keep this. They want to keep you in grief. Wow. They want to wow. keep you in grief. And wow. and so because of that, um, wow. You know, so it, it literally, literally literally it it it, it said um, when they when they Jesus got there and. Uh, the crowd was there, and uh, when he got there, they were saying, "Oh, you know, oh, we're morning, morning. You know, let's make it, let's make the yeah. make the father feel better." And the first thing it says after the Bible says after they had been put out, mm-hmm. that's what it says. But when the crowd was put out, then the miracle happened. Yeah, meaning yeah. that sometimes you got to get away I from felt. all those grieving yeah. people. Yeah, some people just want you to stay in that mourning process. Right? Yeah, because they, they haven't discovered how to stop. They don't know right? how. But yeah. they're real good at yes. the mourning process. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I know how to suffer. Oh, I know how to lay down in that sackcloth and ashes. Let me show you. Yeah. See, and, and they'll keep you down there too, right? So you, yeah. at some point, and this is, and, and I know it's easy, and I, and I know Tiny might throw some at me for this, mm. but that's kind of why I have the mentality of you'll be all right. Because the person who's hurting, yes, but all of y'all, y'all be all right. Go on somewhere. Go sit, right, this ain't got y'all because see, they they want to keep you right, right in that space because that's the only because and for some people that's the only place they feel relevant. Ah, okay. That's the only place they feel relevant wow. is when they can because they know what they know what hurt looks like. So mm-hmm. I, I can address this, and I, I I ain't been happy in so long. I know how to deal in sadness. So I'm gonna keep, hard. I want everybody to stay here with me too. Yeah, no, I'm good. You be alright. That's hard, right? <laughs> that, that that's hard, especially when we we live in a community where healing mm-hmm. is not structured and it's not consistent, mm. and we're left to fend for ourselves. Right. It's not fostered either. Yeah, there we go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. No problem. And, and, and <laughs> because, you know, from a clinical standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, we spend a lot of time together, mm-hmm. but it's only for an hour. 
yeah. once a week or yeah. every two weeks, yeah. right? Whatever our, our, our pattern is. But the other days, the other hours, they're, they're left to themselves. You're left right? to your so, own to, devices. You're you know, not to say where where do I where do I get this support that I get here from? Think about right. Think about the trauma of. I know we're talking about miscarriages, but when you're talking, but you're still talking about trauma and and mental health. Think about the trauma of, you know, before we. Not, not, and I hate to use the term comfortable, mm-hmm. but before we understood what happened with George Floyd, something else happened. Right. And then yeah. something else happened. Yes. yes. And then something else happened. Yeah. So it's like, we, where, yeah. where is the space to, to say, <sighs> when, when, when do we get to, you don't, right. you don't get to take a breath because you're afraid if you breathe, something else might happen. Yeah. So we're living and in And that this, is a reality, right? That is. <laughs> that is a that reality. Is. So for that, so to take it back to what we're talking about today, what you're talking about today is for that woman or that family, I'll say that's family, mm-hmm. to deal with that husband and that wife or that mother and that father to deal with the miscarriage and, and for other people to constantly be, you know, you know, even asking, are you all right constantly can be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Right, because we know essentially mm-hmm. um, that that I I would have to reflect on why you're asking me that, right? Because mm-hmm. you you're constantly going to remind me of mm-hmm. well, why would you be asking me, am I all right, mm-hmm. right? Or, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, uh, I think there's a how you doing today, right? Mm-hmm. That's a common you know, hey, mm-hmm. what's up, you know, how you doing versus that type of question out of the blue. You, you know what I'm saying? We have to be, again, that timing that there mm-hmm. uh, of where you constantly remind the person, mm-hmm. right? Or, or you're not giving them room to, to breathe, as we would say, emotionally breathe, mm-hmm. right? To process, okay, it's only been, right, a week, right? This mm-hmm. is the hundredth time that you've asked me, right? Mm-hmm. Am I okay? My answer is still the same. No. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So it's like, are you speeding? Are you trying to Tell me, you know, speed it up. Are you looking for me to what? Say something different mm-hmm. because this is not leaving me, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you deal with your anxiety, mm-hmm. right? And if you if you don't know what to say when you're around me, mm-hmm. right? Don't say anything. Or maybe you need to give me some space, right? You, you know, like if right. you if you and that's fair, right? If you're trying to come to terms, mm-hmm. right? With your loved one experiencing a miscarriage, mm-hmm. you have to think about why do you keep asking the same question? Because really, you may be needing to ask yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Right? Because you have to be very conscious and sensitive, mm-hmm. right? And in tune with, okay, this person knows that happened. You know it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Give them time. Mm-hmm. Right? Give them time because the same way they were three weeks ago is the same way they are, right? right now when you're asking them that all right we uh felicia says here um absolutely most of the subjects you discussed are not talked about in church circles or help uh available that we know about that is that is absolutely true and that you know felicia that's why i'm I'm trying to talk about things right where at least you know i i know there's some people listening who haven't you know on facebook you how you can you know put the little picture on it Because I do that <laughs> uh, when I'm looking at other stuff, but I feel like you know. Um, you mean, I just, you mean emoji? 
Well, no, no. We, you can you can uh, watch a live, but still scroll. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it doesn't. You don't necessarily see that number, that person on. Right, right. Um, but you know, I, I just want to spark conversation, right? Even if you walk away feeling like, you know what, you know, you always talking about something, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just want people to be aware of the common issues that continue to hurt our community, all in how we respond to each other how we relate, how we emotionally support. Felice also says exactly they know what her looked like and now what does healing look like? Yeah, that's good. And, and that is my hope. Like, you know, now that we, we talk about it, now we all hurt, now we all feeling some type of way, you know, what's next? All right, we just got a couple of more here things not to say. Uh, next one here, uh, have you ever thought of not having children? Mm. I saw wow. red again on that one too. Wow, I saw red again on that one. And then the the same the statement they give here is just don't even go there, (laughs) right? In those words, don't even go there, right? And then the last one here: be grateful for the children you have. Mm. It says here it isn't a question of being ungrateful or not appreciating what you have, right? That that's that's a wow. Right. I, I, you know, when you think about it, and again, these are actual statements, right, mm-hmm. that have been made to someone who suffered a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so understanding, you know, how di- di- these statements close the door, right, to them confiding or even uh, being around you, right, mm-hmm. as they heal, as they try to come to terms. Right. What what just happened to them. And so what was preferred. Right. Is asking if there anything you can do to help them. Mm. Or just by letting them know I'm here for you. Right. Comfort words. You know, uh, if you just need, you know, like I said, just sit here with me. Mm. Right. Because your presence. Right. Your energy is what what I need right now. I feel very low. I feel down. Right. I don't need you to, quote unquote, boost my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I need you to just sit here and just be here. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't expect them to just get over it. Just be there and offer a shoulder and a comforting hug, as they say. Right. And, and I think we miss that a lot. Um, you know, I, I find this is also huge. You know, in, in our culture, in our community, where the power of just holding somebody's hand mm-hmm. as they grieve—you don't have to say anything, right? Mm-hmm. I just need to, you to know you're there, right? You don't need to solve my problem. You don't need to give me "quote unquote" tips, right, <laughs> on how to get through my grief, right? Just be here in my present state, mm-hmm. right? I remember, uh, you know, from, you know how um, when you lose a loved one, people always bring food over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably one of the good things about some people dying, you get to eat real good. I don't hear that too much now. And I know we got the pandemic going on. because of the pandemic. When this pandemic, man, this time next year, people are going to be dying. The party is on. It's going to be, man, who got the rib tips, huh? But I feel like 
it, it put us in a position of how do we comfort those who are grieving if food mm-hmm. commonly drew us together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where the words, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can you pick up the phone and just be there in comfort, right? Mm. Can, can, can you send a warm card, right? Of, of you know expression, you you understand what I'm saying? In in in, I think that's why we're rushing to just just get over concept mm-hmm. or kind of staying in our hurt and pain because we we we're lacking words, mm-hmm. right? Food in our culture brought us together. I just dropped this off, you know, to say, you know, I'm here, right? That was kind of your, you know, let me take this cake on over there, mm-hmm. right? And then that was it. But people felt comfort because so many people were, were bringing, right? And this was a sign. It was the energy. But now it's like, we can't do that. Now what do we do? <laughs> right? And that's, that's where we're at with this. How do you comfort when we can't do what we normally would do? Yeah. Right? And, and so just, just now, your words matter. Yeah, it, it's forced people to be authentic now. Yes. Yeah. But that's the same thing with, you know. Oh, another show, but that, that's, that's the same thing with no the same thing with churches. Churches were forced to, sh- to to be authentic. They could, you know, all the stuff that you was doing for three and a half for four hours on Sunday, keeping people locked up in the doggone sanctuary for four and five hours. We found out you could do it in ninety minutes. Uh-huh. In some cases, we found out you could do it in an hour, and nothing is missing except for all of the boring stuff that was not necessary. Felicia said. As we learn from the movie Soul Food, when the food is gone, then what? Mm. Or what then? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to leave this conversation by saying, listen, if you know someone, a couple, a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, young girl, young man who has suffered a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. First of all, offer support, mm-hmm. right? By acknowledging it was a traumatic event. Um, acknowledge, right, that they they need support. And if let me just say this: if you don't want to support them emotionally, don't approach. Mm. That's good, right there. Right, I, I you know, I I don't I don't like phony Ooh. emotional support. That that yeah, let me stay with it. Um, mm-hmm. that is the worst thing you can do is to try to force yourself to be emotionally supportive to someone who your heart is not there. Mm. Right? So at minimum, if you can, um, offer a suggestion of getting help, whether that be from a support group, mm-hmm. right? Because there, there does, it does exist. Um, uh, if you know of, you know, there are many faith-based organizations who offer um, support for individuals who have experienced miscarriages, mm-hmm. very specifically uh, focused on that, even to offering, you know, hey, counseling or whatever other uh, uh, professional or community-based support. I think that's the least you can do mm-hmm. if you can't be uh, authentically emotionally supportive, right, for that person. But if you feel it in your heart, um, to to walk alongside someone who is healing or recovering from a miscarriage. 
know that your presence, right, is just as powerful as your words. That's good. Right? Um, Spending time with them, right, just not solely focused, right, on their experience. Um, Really helping them, you know, heal, right, and recover. Mm -hmm. If you notice changes that they're isolating themselves or, you know, even to the extent of they may not be feeling well physically, right? I I don't want to, you know, move past that, but actually investing in caring if they're physical, right, the body Mm -hmm. is is okay. You know, um, ask them if they need anything, right? You know, it's even okay to say, I'm sorry you, you had to go through this, right? But, but don't, I think for me, that that question of how far along were you is so irrelevant. Because you know what comes after that? Uh, well, well, I only got to, uh, I, I went to seven weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, that's it, huh? Right, you know, and, and that's like the immediate. That's a, that's a uh, yeah. What they call it, you know, a, a, a natural response, right? Because you're like, oh, okay, because that's what's on your mind is, oh, okay, because we have that concept of what what I I um, we see as a baby, right, a full term baby, and the mm-hmm. whole concept of what you would feel if you were further along, right? And, and so, you know, listening to to them, you know, this is a traumatic experience here, so it is not relevant, right? to ask how far along a person was, right, mm-hmm. when they experienced a miscarriage. If, if that is what they confided in you, you go with it, right? Mm. I'm sorry you experienced this. Do you need anything, right? Uh, uh, um, you know, do, do you have emotional support? What can I do, right, to get you what you need? You, you know what I'm saying? And that's just, that, I'm talking about the first time you're hearing it. Don't ask these questions every day. Mm-hmm. Right, because that person then just needs you to be understanding. And when they make the call, or when, when even when they call you and they're feeling down, right, they may need you to just encourage them about life, right? Um, not focus on well, you know, like we said earlier, maybe it was God's way of telling you. Don't know what God said, <laughs> right? Don't try to be God's, you know, a representative. In this person, encourage that person to seek God for themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because I believe if God had a message for that person, He would reveal it to them, not reveal it to you first for you to go, you know. Because sometimes we 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 say we say a lot of things about what God told me mm. to tell you. Mm. Mm. Prophet line. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And for a long time, we we took that at face value, if that makes sense. Mm. Until some people uh, um, were totally turned off, right? Because it was like, wait a minute, didn't you tell me, right, <laughs> that God told you this was supposed to happen in my life, or are you telling me that God intentionally, right, made me feel like my life was over? Mm. You know, so so no, don't don't try to be God, you know, representative. Um, you know, when, when a person is experiencing this, okay? And, and that's why I wanted to leave, right? If you don't want to emotionally support, or if you know you can't be available, right? I often hear people saying, you know, people said they were going to be there for me and I can call them anytime and I've been calling for weeks. 
Mm-hmm. Because when you see their call, what do you do? Mm. Right? Decline. Yeah, because you don't know what to say. Or you didn't mean it. Well, yeah. That's why. I, and, and I'm going to tell you this. And it, <laughs> you didn't mean it. Anybody that's ever been at a funeral with me, exact words, do not lie to this family and say you're going to be there knowing you're not. Right. Right. Don't right. say you're going to be there knowing you're not. If yeah. you if you yeah. claim you're going to be there, then be there. Right. Don't be talking about anything you need, anything you need, so you can be seen at the church saying it, but then we can't find you, you know. I, um, or I'll call you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to stay in, in contact, right? I'm going to make sure I do this and do that. Don't, no. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can't commit to it or, or you're just saying it, right, just to make yourself feel good, mm-hmm. right, that doesn't help that person who's great. Mm-hmm. All right? So, so let's be more mindful, right? Let's just be there and let's actually, right, help a person get to uh, 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 the resources, right, tap into the resources that they need um, to heal and recover. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all? So listen here. Um, we're going to come back in next week, right? Are we, we having a special guest? Or All right. Y'all want to introduce a special guest? Next week. Next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. So I have a doctor coming in. She's excited over here. The Look. first lady of this house. Oh, right? <laughs> Will be joining us. She told it anyway, huh? She, she couldn't help it. <laughs> I was a kid. I'm a kid. Like, I, I got to tell it. Oh, ooh, okay. I was just watching. Okay, I was then. Just, okay, then. Uh, so listen, you all. Uh, tune in next week. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for tuning in live. Um, thank you, Felicia, for calling in. Um, you know, thank you for supporting the show. Um, I, I think, you know, for me, um, I keep doing what I'm doing because um, I know, right, that someone is listening and, and someone is contemplating what their next step should be. So, so, so I just want to be a vessel, say, hey, um, you can get the help that you need. There is support out there, right? Even if you want to call our office and you have questions. Right. Um, we, we, we are ready. Right. You know, I have a couple of other clinicians who, you know, we do these consultations. And so we're, we're just ready to get you um, connected. Right. We don't we don't we never take calls and anticipate. Right. OK, because you called us, we must become right. Um, your clinician. We like to educate what questions to ask. Right. We listen. We want to help you make the right decision. Right. Uh, um, you know, what, what do you need? Right. Sometimes people, you know, they need they know they need some emotional support, but but for what or or how does that look? They're, they're nervous. There's some fear that go into that. So so always know that, um, you know, you can always call us right at uh, 708-483-8455 um, with those questions. Or you can email us um, at healthy soul talk um, doc. Uh, what is it? Healthy Soul Talk <laughs> at gmail dot com. Oh, you talking about your e? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought about saying if I give them TTLO, they may. Uh, <laughs> so, so, it's so. Still, that's all you still. That's you. I gotta check it out. Um. So, at <laughs> Healthy Soul Talk wow. at gmail dot com. All right. Uh, wow. That that also goes to the clinicians as well. Um. <laughs> you know, in, in getting those questions asked, or hit us up on any social media platform. Which we definitely um try to stay on top of that. Right. Um, and and we, we like to stay engaged. So we, we definitely have no problem 
coming out, um, talking. We, we've been actually in the community um, doing a lot of crisis work. And that's one thing I appreciate, you know, just having this platform mm-hmm. is that, you know, we know that there are some communities or faith-based uh, organizations, even community organizations who are looking for clinicians or, or people in the field, right, the mental health field, to come and talk, right, about healing, right, with what we call urban trauma or, or things that continue um, to traumatize us, right? There has to be a relief somewhere. And that is the emotional support. All right. So hit us up if you if you want more information on that. All right. Tune in tomorrow, right, for a praise break Friday. All right. <laughs> and also we'll make you check out um at June 19th, right then. All me listen. <laughs> All right, so we out. Have a good day.
always just ran about. 